0: and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show where we explore what it means to live, lead, and grow as mindful human beings on this earth. And I am so excited to bring to you today our first team interview. We have a power couple with us, Chutista and Steve Bowman joining us from Australia. I have had the privilege of doing some research on these folks, and I can't wait to tell you this, their story. This couple has been together for 47 years, living, growing themselves and their business personally and professionally. And we're going to talk about a topic today that some of you might just get a little charged about. We're going to talk about running a business together, we're going to talk about making money together, and hopefully take a little of that woo-woo out of it because these two are setting the example for how you can make good life and good money at the same time. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks Holly. Holly. Hi everyone.
1: (laughs) So we're so excited to have a couple with such a passion for what you do. And I'm, I was so excited to get to just talk with you briefly and read your bios and work with your information because this, you're a team that really honors each other's past passion and then you've combined it. It wasn't Steve goes in one direction and Chutista goes in another direction. You guys honor each other but also honor what you can do together. So Chutista, you started by telling me
3: about what your passion was, so let's start there. Well, I really enjoy writing So I made the choice uh, from the start of, to explore what it means to be an author, what I could write and how could I use my passion and what I love to do to actually create different possibilities in the world. So I didn't just want to write any, you know, inane topic about anything. So I wanted to write about leadership and for me it's not about leadership in terms of the state of doing leadership for me leadership is a state of being that actually comes from within so all of my books and all of the projects that i involve involved in it's about becoming a conscious leader of your own life
1: you had shared with me before that your your passion is to stimulate and inspire you to be the leader of your life. And I I love those words stimulate, that you're not telling somebody how to be a leader, but bringing out that leader that's already within them. And that's such a powerful thing in these dynamic and changing times.
3: Yes, because too many people are trying to tell people what to do. You know, there's so many books, so many seminars, so many workshops that telling people, you have to be this way. You have to follow this formula. You have to do this, otherwise you are not the leader. For me, I know that everyone know what it means to create your own life. What it means to be a leader of your own life. For me, my book and my work is about, like you said, stimulating for people to know that they already know that they have the awareness within themselves of what it would take for them to be a leader of their own life. I don't have the answer for them, but have a lot of questions that will help them to unpack and to discover different possibilities for them.
1: So Stephen, I can't wait to share your story because your skills complement Chutistas, but are a little different in, in the way that you apply them in the world. Tell us a little bit about how mindfulness shows up within your life.
2: Well, a lot of the work that that gets me out of bed in the morning that I absolutely enjoy is uh, is really uh, working with the senior leaders of our planet. And we actually do a lot of work with chairs of boards and a lot of work with CEOs of some very, very major organisations that people may or may not have heard of. But they are one thing they've got in common is they actually want to create change in the world and they do that through business. And so the work that that I do, that I love doing, is getting in front of people and helping them unlock their own wisdom, and particularly at the CEO and the board level, because then that cascades exponentially through our society. So my view is that I'd like to create change within the world one board at a time. And uh, that, to me, has great excitement behind it, because what it allows things to do is that one board of one company can actually create change in many hundreds of thousands of people's lives if they so choose. So what gets me out of bed in the morning and what get what, what my passion is, is actually uh, helping individuals unlock the possibilities that could be that they weren't willing to see prior to. And as Tutissa said so brilliantly before, and our greatest tool that we have is our willingness to be questions and our willingness to ask questions that will allow others to be the question and to ask questions.
1: You know, it's, it's interesting in our world because I think we go to school, get the answer, go to school, get the answer, go to school, get the answer. And yet, when we get into real life, it really is about the power of that question and tapping into that wisdom within you. Um, I know that you guys have worked together for over a quarter of a century and that you believe that this power in blending being in business is extremely rewarding. In fact, you talk about how you you've been able to build your business and build your family together. And for some people, that's a little taboo. You no, know, I go to work and I have my work life and I have my home life. How did you guys come to this new belief and start bridging that over the years, even in a world that tells us sometimes we can't do that?
2: Um, well, one of the interesting things is as soon as you hear any element of this reality or of this world telling you you can't do it, just recognize that's a lie. Um, because there are so many ways of doing things as long as you don't buy into what other people are telling you. So what we have chosen to do that works for us is that Chutisa has her interests and I contribute to them. I have my interests and she contributes to those. And then we actually create things together as well. So there's the three elements in there, the things that Chutisa loves doing. She loves writing. Now, I'm a good writer. I just don't love it. I love dealing with people that are facing difficult situations. She's really good at it, she just doesn't like it. And then there's the third element, which is where we actually work together to create online programs, where we create workshops together. Every day, Chutisa and I sit down and we ask this very simple question. What would we like to create as our life and living? And we ask that every day.
1: Well, you know, we always use a question to tee up the mid-show. And while we're just starting this conversation, I think we're going to let people sit with that for a minute. What would we like to create with our life? Did I get it right?
2: What would we like to create as our life and our our living?
1: As our life and living. What would we like to create as our life and living? And you don't have
2: to define what those words mean because what they do is they bring up an energy that is, yeah, life is different than living, living is different than life, and don't worry about what the difference is, just understand there is.
1: Well, let's just take a short break and we'll be right back with more on Everyday Mindfulness Show.
0: The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on Mindful Leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings.
1: We are here with Chutista and Steve Bowman talking about wealth and business and life creation. So you guys ask yourself this question every day, and how do you use that? to motivate your business? Like, like I've asked the question, I've got the answer. You guys have been living it for 43 years. Then what do you do with your answer every day? How do you make it real?
3: See, most people think that is, if they're going to start business together, there's only one business and they have to get the right business. Mm-hmm. And we learned that uh, many years ago since we started. Of course we started one business, but now we are running seven businesses together globally. So it's not just one that we are doing. We didn't want to frighten people at the beginning by saying the two of us running seven businesses. But with the seven businesses, some of it I am running with my daughter, some of the business we're doing together and some I'm doing it by myself. So it's a combination of multi stream of possibilities, that we are creating in our lives. So when we ask that question, I asked, so what would I like to create as my life and living? And Steve asked that himself as well. And out of those businesses, uh, we we contribute to one another, even though uh, in certain uh, business, I don't physically working in that business, but I put a lot of energy, I put a lot of,
2: uh
3: like wisdom into it Mm. yeah wisdom and thing in to help that business and the business that i run with 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 my daughter steve is not involved in that one but he puts a lot of energy into that like he helps us with a strategy with uh When we have to travel, then sometimes he comes with us. I carry the bags, let's be blunt. So so basically, (laughs) we make sure that we contribute energy into all of the businesses that we have, even though we're not physically doing something in that business.
2: I think the side side, uh, conversation around that is we never withdraw our energy from any of the businesses because you can have your energy in the business, but it's just as powerful when you withdraw your energy because then it kills it. And so one of the things we're always doing is constantly asking, where does our energy need to be today? What do we need to, what's required of us today? And one of the reasons we can run seven global, very successful businesses is that we don't focus on any one. We look to see what needs our attention today. And it just makes life a lot easier.
1: Well, when we talk about Mindfest, we say, you know, practice of being present in the moment. And it's so easy in today's world to go next, next, next. So I love that question. What does needs my energy today? And it's exciting to see by our demonstration that that today turned into one year, that turned into 10 to 20 to, to, 40, to 40 years. So now sometimes as mindfulness people, we get accused of being too, the glass is half full, la la la, happy, happy, happy. So I've got to ask the tough question, how do you handle a conflict? Do you, do you have a role? And so Steve is the lead on one project and Chewista is the lead on another. And then who makes the ultimate decisions when there's a
3: conflict? Well, we, we recognized many years ago that when we have conflicts, it has to do with the fixed point of view that we have, right? Conflicts only start in any communication or any relationship. if one or both of us have fixed point of view about how things are supposed to be. So as soon as we're starting to feel that energy about, oh, you know, why he's doing this? And why did he say it that way? And, or even with my daughter, like we run the business together.
2: Even more intense. When
3: I start to feel that sense of irritation or the sense of, ah, so I just, you know, I just take a moment out and say, oh, so what fixed point of view do I have here that you know create this sense of uh, irritation and frustration before I even let it go into conflicts? And if it's um, already uh, escalated into conflicts, then we go into communication together. We go into the question and say, look, you know, Steve, I just feel really frustrated or irritated by that situation. So what is this? What is it that I'm feeling or sensing here? What do you get? And then we go into conversation. my,
2: My job in that is not to go defensive. My job in that is to look at the question, knowing that she's not judging me. And so therefore what I'm able to do is to explore it. It might take me a few minutes. It's okay. I'm getting better at it. But the key thing in all of that is not to go into defense and not to try and prove anything to someone. And that can sometimes be very difficult because you don't even realize that you're proving something until someone looks at you and says, well, are you doing that to prove or are you doing that to create? And that is a fantastic tool that everyone who's listening to this can use in 10 seconds from now and use it for the rest of their life. Before you open your mouth, before you respond to something, before you send an email, just ask yourself this simple question. Am I doing this to prove or am I doing this to create? And if you get the energy that you're doing it to prove, then ask yourself, so what would this be like if I was doing this to create? And I guarantee what you say or what you do is quite different.
1: Wow, we're just harvesting the questions today. I love... That I think there, there's so much excitement around this topic of mindfulness because the, the old part of you know, mindfulness being woo-woo and just spiritual and all that is starting to fall away. And through questions and people like yourself, you're inspiring people to let go of, like you said, that, that fixed thought about what it was and think about what it, what it could be and how you can grow in that place. So Steve, I have to ask you, obviously, all of all of this work, there's kind of no separation I can sense in the way that you that you teach it. But yet sometimes corporates get a little oh, I'm not so sure about this. How do you overcome those bridges to bring your passion to create mindful change into organizations that you work with?
2: Use the language they're willing to receive. So if you need to get them to be aware of uh, mindfulness, however you define that, or however, more importantly, however you choose to live it, then, uh, you know, mindfulness about being in the present and also being aware of the future. Okay. So let's call that strategy. Mindfulness is about being aware of the possibilities without having a fixed point of view of how something should be. Okay. Let's call that risk management. It's about understanding and being aware of what actually is rather than defining it according to what you've decided is the right way to define it, but also the willingness to use the language that other people are actually able to receive. So we spent, I've we, you know, just come a couple of days ago from running a full day masterclass with some of the top chairs of boards uh, in Australia and New Zealand. And pretty much the whole day was about mindfulness, but it was crafted in such a way that we could talk about governance, strategy, risk, leadership, all the sexy topics. Uh, but it's all very much about having no fixed point of view, being in the present moment, uh, being willing to look at possibilities, turning every problem that you see into a possibility by getting rid of any points of view that you've got that it's a problem, you know, all those sorts of good things. And, um, and then you call that strategic conversation.
1: Well said, well said. So I know that you guys have really set an example for growing wealth and we were talking a little bit before the show that sometimes our fixed point of view is wealth is just money and what we've come to know in this practice is there is so much wealth beyond that so I'm curious as wealth advisors how do you help people let go of those old beliefs about wealth to create this life and then these businesses that they love
3: well, for us, when, we, when people come, whether they are uh, the board, you know, board of director or, or major corporation or small business pe- uh, people or just individual uh, people, we all always invite them to see that wealth is not about money. You know, wealth is all about choices and possibilities that we have in the world. And if they start just looking for money, they just trap themselves into the smallness of what money actually is. If we could talk to people and inspire them to see that wealth is so much more than money. Wealth is about having infinite choices in their life. Then they can actually open doors to different possibilities. And most people can when we actually in, when see. we actually invite people to see that. because most of the time, they've never been uh, asked or invited to see that money is just a small part of wealth small part of creating life and living.
2: And money's the easy bit. There's an infinite supply of money out there. There always has been, there always will be. Money's the easy bit. The bit that people trick themselves over is their point of view about what money is or what it isn't, about how they can get it, how they can't get it, about whether it's too hard for them or they don't have the knowledge or they don't have it. So all of these points of view are what trap people into their current situation. The money bit takes care of itself once you start to change all those points of view.
1: So do you have a favourite resource for somebody that's looking to expand their choices and their possibilities that you like to recommend? YouTube.
3: (laughs) (laughs) For us, is that um, the first thing we say is don't totally buy in to other people's reality without being in the question about it. You know, we we always recommend for people to educate themselves about finance, about their own personal finance, about money. And the key word here is about educate yourself about all those topics. Because people tend to look for... People to advise them to do what they're supposed to be doing.
2: The secret.
3: The se- people tend to say, okay, can you tell me where I should be investing my money? Or can you tell me what is the best share or stock I should be buying? Or
2: how do I start?
3: Oh, how do Which I is, start? That's oh. the one
2: that kills everything. As soon as you say, oh, how do I start? You've just killed everything. I mean, the key thing in that is just start. How? It doesn't matter. What do I do? Doesn't matter. Just start. Start where? Doesn't matter. Just start.
3: So we always say, please, before you do anything, particularly when it's to do with wealth, finance and money is to actually trust in yourself, become a conscious leader of your own life and be the creator source of your own reality, which means that see yourself as a generative asset because as soon as you go out and try to get un- get the correct answer or to get the advice on how to invest your money you already give the power away to other people and for me mindfulness is to totally be present with what what is to be a leader of your life and to make the choice that actually works for you therefore never go and buy in To other people' point of view or choices, including financial advisors, including financial advisors and bankers, including us.
1: (laughs) You're my second interview today, and I'm really grateful to hear more of us who have somehow gotten this label slapped on our heads about experts coming back and consistently saying, "Trust your own intuition." Like, like it's not just. Holly's way it's not just Chutista's way it's not just Steve's way but there's a right way for each and every one of us I think that's an exciting thing about the consciousness of the planet changing if and when you choose to stand in your own power
3: absolutely
1: so Chutista tell us about your most recent book and how can we get our hands on it
3: well uh, it's at the publisher right now, and it will be launched on in January. In January, yep. So the book is called "Conscious Leaders for Futures That Are Sustainable." <clears throat> it's a it's a long title, but the whole thing is about the gift of inner leadership. It's about become a conscious leader of your own life. My 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 you know question that I have for people is are you a conscious leader of your own life? If you're not, who is? And that stimulate people to say, Oh,
2: oh it's the dog.
3: I'm not <laughs> so, who's leading this life. Am I being on autopilot mode? Have I been on autopilot mode and what need to change? What can I be and do different to start embody and be the leader of my life? And and the thing is, a lot of people, when I ask them that question, they sort of, you know, step back and say, oh, no one ever, ever said to me that I could choose to be that. People think that being a leader is someone giving them a title, you know, even for their own life. And that, I love that because it's, it's almost like put them into space of, oh gosh, i've been living for 60 years and now you're asking me who has been leading my life you know those are the kind of great conversations to get in with people so that's what the book is about and um it won't be launched until january but at the moment i'm working on my youtube channel i'm creating the the gift of inner leadership tv channel it's going to be on youtube but i'm still working on that one as well but if you, you know, Google my name, C-H-U-T-I-S-A. That's welcome. all you need to Google
2: because there is no one There's else. There's not Google. too
3: many people with that name. Yeah. You'll find other things that I do.
1: Well, we're so grateful that you agreed to join us on the show. And I have one more, more question for both of you. You're, you're stimulating and you're inspiring the world. As we're kind of wrapping up 2019, stepping into that clear vision of 2020, what is that thing that's on your, your heart, your vision or your dream board that's keeping you stimulated to go forward?
2: I think one of the things that keeps us constantly excited and constantly functioning from a state of curiosity is a very simple question that we ask constantly. And that very simple question is, what else can we add to our life?
1: And so what are you going to add to your life?
2: Ask me again tomorrow. Ask me <laughs> again the day after that. Ask me again the day after that. It's, and and, and the, the key thing about that, it's not about planning. It's about what shows up. And if it matches the energy of the life and living that you'd like to create, then we're in it.
3: I think the key thing, Holly, is we ask that question all the time, not just to look for the answer, no. but to follow the energy. You know, like what, what else can we add to our life? And when the possibilities show up, we could, you know, finish the interview with you and maybe walk out for a coffee and run into someone and they might give us some insight or information about something we thought, wow, that feels really light, something feel like joyful and fun. I always made the um, the analysis of any information that come in, so how much fun, how much joy would that create in my life and if I get a yes then I go and do some more research and I go and talk to, to more people and then and and then I take action if something feels like it's going to create more joy more fun more possibilities for me and for the world then I take action and I think that's one thing that most people seem to miss that's the missing there they wish to add more things to their life but they don't take action. Most that's people why. have
2: a full-time job as wishful thinkers.
1: Oh, I love that. I mean, I don't love that, but I, I but you, gotta, you gotta think about are you a wishful thinker or are you a
3: purposeful actioner? Is that a word? <laughs> um, well, I think action is essential, you know. People just wish that they could create wealth They wish that they could have more in their life, but but they don't change anything. And like Einstein said, you know, you keep doing the same thing. You get the same result. This,
2: This universe loves change. It thrives on change. So if you want to get the universe working for you, look at all the things that can change. Not good or bad, not better, just
3: different
1: well, we are so grateful that you have brought your love, your light, and your wisdom to the show. Thanks for inviting us to these deeper questions that will allow us to create the change that we want to have in our lives. We're going to put links to your profiles and all of your websites on the show. Any last minute words of inspiration or wisdom for the guests before we let you get back about your
2: day? I think one of the things that really, uh is such a contribution to us is to know and to truly know from from the inner self that every choice creates, but never judge any of your choices as good or bad. They're just choices. And from that space, everything's possible.
1: Wonderful. Well, with that, we will remind you that everyday matters, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit EverydayMindfulnessShow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness.